Good evening and welcome everybody to Out of the Hat. Uh, Out of the Hat is our show where we will take our D&D campaign session from the previous Sunday. We'll recap it for everyone. We'll get a chance to jump into the heads of the characters, the minds of the characters, the souls, the vocabularies, and maybe even the dietary needs of the characters. Um, so, but most importantly, we'll get a chance to answer questions from you and questions from each other. Matt, stop laughing. Um, so, but it wouldn't be much of a show if it was just me. So, my name's Nick. I play Jag in our campaign. With us again this week, we have the lovely Bretrand, who plays Beheshter. Brett, say hello. Oh, hello. I think you could carry the show by yourself. Not really. I agree. <laughs> wouldn't be much. I could do. A, I could do. He could just imitate all of us. We should do Jag's one-woman show. You should actually do one. Do one week where it's just you talking to Jag back and forth. <laughs> oh my god that would be fun that would be that fun. would be fun maybe, that would... maybe that'll be the uh christmas special oh no <laughs> yes so joining us also uh for uh, a repeat visit we have uh matt who plays tanak hello we have master clay who plays our beloved tiefling shenaniganizer uh, shears him. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Are you going to be in character today? It's possible. Oh, <laughs> we also have a new face with us this week. We have Gunbait. Can I not use your real name? You can. It's fine. Can. Sweet Jesus. His real name is actually Gunbait. No, we have Craig. <laughs> plays a new addition to our party, uh, Mukosk. Don't ask Hello? Russ to tell you his name because he would get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I try to say it, it comes out Moosecock, and I cannot help. That's <laughs> why I chose it. Throbbing in. <laughs> I believe you. Makes all the boy moose go. <laughs> <laughs> so we also have our beloved dungeon master, the Russell. Russell, how are you being? I am being good. That's good. That's good. Uh, so, Clay, you'll be doing our recap for us in just a minute. So I suppose I should give you at least a little bit of warning so you can you can prepare it. So we'll, we'll come back to you in about a minute or two. When you don't look terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Greg. I'm so scared. Hello. How'd you come about D&D or the hat trick? Uh, I actually came about it via brett um we he came on our show um i i discovered you guys basically through uh through twitter through him actually um we didn't know each other very well um i believe he came on our show because he was already friends with uh sin uh uh that's uh on twitch he's known as sin media but uh we got to talking and essentially uh, he shared with me that you guys had a D&D session. I've always had a a constant flirtant, uh, flirtation with D&D. Never had the opportunity or chance to play with anybody um, growing up. And uh, I, I, so I instantly became interested. And uh, so I started watching your, your live streams. And uh, I was kind of hooked I, I was really enjoying it and uh so yeah that's that's basically my origin story into D D. so cool so you you had never played D D before last week that's correct and well that's incorrect because i i was introduced the week before so well yeah okay so <laughs> last week <laughs> week uh, last calendar week correct um, I, I, as far as role playing, uh, the only experience that I've had was uh, oh, yeah. Well, so, <laughs> let's go back into that origin story. So. <laughs> no, uh, origin story. Um, I, I, I have been known to also do role play in game as uh, um, Brett has seen uh, footage of. Uh, uh, I was co-streaming. Uh, at the time with a uh, another co-host of mine on my podcast um his name is jk dino and we were playing uh what is the pirate game that's sea big thieves. right now sea of thieves thank you um 
I have a, a character that I, I introduced. That was kind of my, my first internet-based character that I, I introduced and uh, um, learned very quick that with voices, um, to gather a voice and create a voice uh, that I can also do on a re- uh, repetitive basis without wrecking my throat. <laughs> um, there's a lot of shouting and a lot of like uh, high tones and uh, a lot of gargling. And <laughs> and I-, I would even mimic uh, the times I would go underwater. And, and every time I would surface above water, I, w- I would speak. And as soon as I'd go back underwater, I would even interrupt my sentences with... <laughs> Where are the Murlocs? <laughs> so, but okay, cool, cool. So you do a bit of a different voice for Mukosk. Yeah, and I uh, part of that is uh, nervousness. Uh, you guys have not even witnessed the full voice of Mukosk yet, but um, I hope next next show I have that all worked out, and uh, I hopefully it'll come into a little bit more of a harsher tone with. Uh, consonants um so uh and at times he will fixate on and like the last syllable of words and drag them out longer than they should but uh it will that will become apparent so i am so excited me too like i I can't wait i also can't help the last thing you said where you drag out the last syllable or the last consonant last part of a word i can't help but think of the Spoiler alert for Iron Man three. If you haven't seen it yet, shame. But the the Mandarin, you'll oh never see me coming. <laughs> it's not. It's not quite that bad. It's <laughs> not, it was one of the best characters ever. It really was. Yeah, but uh, well, it, cool. it it kind of it's almost like a a, a tick, if you will. Um, so when when I introduce that that part, which it'll, it'll start coming out, but. When I introduce that, it'll it'll just uh, it'll be kind of probably unsettling. Um, <laughs> you'll you'll probably hear people wanting to speak, and <laughs> I will still be dragging that out slightly, but uh, <laughs> be more for comedic value. So that makes me happy. Yeah, Jai's gonna have fun with that. <laughs> oh man. So. Uh, no, thank you, thank you for sharing. Good stuff to know. I knew that you were kind of. We were we were popping your D and D cherry like I knew that was happening, but oh, I, didn't, yes. I didn't know. You oh, never Russell forget Shaw. your first time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a story. <laughs> so, but let's let's dig into what occurred this past Sunday with the hat trick. So, Master Clay. Yes. In or out of character, you decide. Do you want to recap us on this past session? And the rest of us, feel free to interject and add commentary. Or if if, if you want us to elaborate for you, uh, go call on us. That's fine. Uh, but the, the floor is yours, my friend. So I just, uh, real quick. before we Wow. Start. He interjected quickly. No, no, no. Man. So Dude. I was watching the show last week because I wasn't a part of it. And then, like, I found myself, I would be like, whoever was doing it, I'd be like, wait. Oh, yeah, Matt. You, you'd say something, and then I'd be speaking out loud as I was playing a video game, as I'm watching the podcast and everything. I'd be like, no, it was this. And then I was like, oh, oh. I'm listening <laughs> to it. I'm not there. Russell missed yeah. the start time last week. Yeah. But I did, I did watch Not it. go. You did watch it. You but it was it. just, it was a funny thing that was funnier in my head once I actually said it out loud, but where I was just like listening to it and I'd be like, oh, and I'd be like trying to correct him and then I'd be like, he's not. He's. <laughs> <laughs> That's already <laughs> happened. <laughs> so this just in, our DM is uh, schizophrenic. So, in other news. Well, the more That's why have a lot of voices in his head. <laughs> yeah. It's really quite fabulous. <laughs> Anyways. Right, the floor is yours. Okay, so when we last left the hat trick, they were continuing their road trip to Melbourne, not Melbourne, Australia, despite what Jayag thinks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as they stopped for the night, they saw some, sus- some strange lights 
which as the party began to investigate, uh, they ran into another party, a magical elf dance party that most of the group got sucked into, except remarkably Bahashtor and not su- not surprisingly, including Sherzim. Well, remember, Bahashtor didn't cut into it because he is white. Therefore, he has no rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, the that's, music that's did not true. overcome. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so... Beheshtor managed to uh, bribe slash gift slash convince High Lord Ragnarok to let his friends go, which uh, the only real resistance he met was actually from Shirzum because he was looking forward to some elf made action. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and two, don't forget, he had that he had had that blessing bestowed on him, too. And, and then taken away. Yes. Yes, exactly. And while this was going on, Jayag miraculously managed to repair Wag- Wagerland, <laughs> which he had broke, broken on the road. So how did that happen? And how did the wagon get broken in the first place? Well... Jayag <laughs> decided to give Reigns a little tug, and he was a little overly vigorous and wound up having all the horses run at high speeds and eject half the party from the wagon. And after, stop, Some of after stopping to regroup... <laughs> after, after stopping to regroup... Tenok managed to somehow speak to the Jayag in a way that Jayag would understand, which is a rare <laughs> and remarkable gift. Matt, what is the line? Uh, sad wagons go slow. <laughs> yes. Hashtag. Sad wagons go slow. We'll we'll unpack that a little more later. There's a couple yeah. questions we got about the wagon. So uh, after gathering everybody up from the the elvish the, I almost want to say elvish <laughs> <laughs> the, the elvish dance party the, they continued on the road where they found an abandoned inn that apparently at the end of the session turned out to be not quite so abandoned thank and god. that's where we thank god we knocked Hmm. We yes. might have been prosecuted in the court of law. Thank you, Clay. It had You're some welcome. great moments. It was a good week. It was a good it week. Let's good actually, time. we're going to lead off with a question for everyone, one at a time. Uh, but Clay, thank you for the recap. I appreciate it. Um, golf clap, Dumbledore clap. Um, Let's start with a question for everyone. What was your favorite or your standout moment from the week or this past session and why? So we'll start off with our dungeon master, Captain Russell. Oh, wow, gosh. I, I, I only get one? You only get one. And you can caveat it by saying there are multiple moments that you would choose if you could name them all, but you will go with this one for tonight. Okay. Um, my, I think my favorite moment, it, it's a tie, but I'm pretty sure somebody else is going to talk about this other one. I know who it's going to be too. Um, my favorite moment is when Tinnock was explaining, so he personified the wagon, which then <laughs> in Jayag's mind made sense for, they, they had almost broken the wagon. Um, because he decided to take it down a bumpy country road at full speeds. Uh, so one of the axles was starting to break. If they pushed it any harder, it would break. And so Tinog personified the wagon by saying, it, Jayag was like, it's sad? And Tinog's like, yes. Jayag goes, sad wagons go slow. I don't know <laughs> his voice, but sad wagons go slow. And it was just... 
I, 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 it was, it was just one of those perfect, hilarious moments. It was pure. It was, it was just, it was amazing. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch the episode because it is, it has a lot of gold in there. It has a lot of gold, a lot of good character interactions because that's mostly what was occurring. Um, and just, yeah, that, that was probably my favorite laugh out loud it didn't have to be a laugh out loud moment. I know, but it was my favorite. I know. <laughs> that that made me just bust up laughing. Tied with the one that happened later, which I'm sure Nick is going to talk about. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, so moving on. Thank you, Russ. Uh, Craig, what about you? What was your favorite moment or standout moment? Well, being that was it was my first full session of me actually interacting with the characters, um, there was actually multiple moments, but uh, there was one in particular. It was my first, basically, interaction with Jiag. And it was the simple task of just getting him to just knock on a door or just to go into a house <laughs> and he just outrightly just hung up on words and I am somehow having to deal with just trying to get him to understand that we just need to check out the house <laughs> but um, yeah and it, it ultimately just led me to just say <laughs> go knock on the door and um, but I mean I and personally, like, as a character, and personally, I felt somehow defeated just by words that, just by a conversation that I just could, not, <laughs> could not break into. So, so that was that was my favorite moment. It was near the end. So that was my favorite moment too. But more yeah. on that later. That was. A- <laughs> I lost it. Um, yes, you did. Losing, I never losing, had it you did. for a few seconds. That was some next um, level losing it. Clay, what about you? Yes. What was a what was a standout moment oh, for you or a highlight moment for you? Man, hmm, that really is like being asked to choose your favorite child, <laughs> right? So, granted, it's even a harder choice when you're when you're childless, but um. <laughs> Sad parents go slow. <laughs> Sad everything's go slow. Um I think probably my favorite moment was when Maheshtor had to like bail just about everybody else in the party out of the, the the magical dance party and he always all like take you know take charge and I'm I'm taking the lead of this whole thing and keeping everybody on track and you wanted to go back and sleep with your half elf friend cause my I don't blame him for it all the half elf was a man there was a few there was a few options <laughs> they were all men <laughs> there, were, there were a lot of options there Yes. And also just really loves Tenok's reaction to magically being forced to dance. That was just not happening. I loved it. He's not making eye contact with anybody who's looking straight ahead, <laughs> deadpan face. <laughs> so let's let's go into that. Thank you, Clay. Uh, Matt, what was your highlight moment? Um... God, there were there were a lot of really good moments in the episode, but just for the sheer fun of playing it, I I have to go with Sad Wagons Go Slow. <laughs> that was like that was some of the most fun RP I've had playing D and D and so that was that's what it would be for me. I will I'll never and I, I love the voice that you do for Tanak. Like I absolutely oh, love it. It's amazing. It's like this this I I don't even want to classify it. It's just it's such a Yeah, I love the voice. Um, that the the moment where you're like, "Yes, he's hurt," 
And because it's hard, we must go slowly. <laughs> and I'm like, sad lines. <laughs> go slowly? <laughs> that whole moment, I need to see that animated. Like, to it's me, so that's, that's the type of moment that, that needs to happen in a cartoon. Slow Jayag head pan up anime sad eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, my favorite thing with that moment was like Matt watching your face, like as Jai was talking, and like when the opening appeared to have the wagon be a living thing, like you, you could see it in your eyes. You're like, oh, I found the way through to Jayag. I, I know how to explain it. It was so good. Uh, uh, thank you, Matt. Brett, yes. we'll close this question with you, my friend. Um, for me, I think the fun moment just for the mental imagery alone was walking up to a High Lord Ragnarok and getting a gift and then losing the gift. <laughs> by uh, by telling him yeah. to bow back to receive his gift. <laughs> that was great. Are you just trying to make a High Lord bow to you? You can bow that direction if it makes you feel better. I have I have a I have a question for you later about okay. that moment. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you, thank you, everybody. I I kind of commentated consistently there, so I will. Wait, there's one more that I've got to add. <laughs> I'm sorry, I remembered it, and then it's just too funny to pass up. But Hester and Mukosk sitting next to each other. Hester sees these torch like lights. Oh, yes! <laughs> he turns to Mukosk and goes, he goes, What do those look like to you, Mukosk? They look like torches. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That so was remarkable. That was so good. So deadpan absolute deadpan delicious. <laughs> fantastic well you you said it with such conviction it was like you genuinely were contributing to his question like they looked like torches I 100% yeah. know that's the way I wanted to convey it okay it was perfect oh my gosh all top notch moments again it was it was a golden session go watch it it really was oh absolutely <laughs> so all right, we'll move on to more general questions. Uh, so for starters, we have a question for you, Craig. Okay. So what were your expectations coming into an in-progress D&D campaign? And what are your, or Mukosk, or both, your decision, what are your thoughts on the hat trick? So a as a new character, because... Uh, He's not incredible. Mukask is not incredibly invested yet. He is trying to figure out. Um, there, there's also some backstory, as we all have backstory that probably hasn't come to light yet. But um, there is also other things in the works that uh, Mukask will probably bring in later. That um, there is a series of trust issues that he's trying to work out. But he also genuinely wants to be good. And so when he's, you know, he's seeing that this group is trying to get to a destination, he's trying to, you know, just move throughout the world and, and genuinely try to help these out and help these guys out. Um, but I mean, there with the serious mistrust issues that, uh, will be probably brought out later, you know, as far as my expectations, uh, and where I've come into the story and as far as where we left off as well, um, not, not much as, you know, really transpired as far as, you know, now, um, where we left off, I, I, I should say that, you know, you know, who knows where Russell will take this, but, <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, on a personal level, um, just, my 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 expectations are uh, just to have fun and to to help with the role play a little bit, encourage that a little bit more. So and and just um, I I do uh, I enjoy the acting aspect of it. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean I, I I don't know if I answered the question, but 
um, because I'm such a new player and I, I don't know if I can answer that question just yet um, because I'm I'm also still I, I'm still having to deal with which dice I, I roll for certain things so it's like you know yeah. I I'm, I'm getting that used to that too so uh, my I guess my expectation I'll, I'll sum this up as quickly as possible is that um, my expectation is that I'm getting in with a group good group of guys and that I will have an experience going forth from here that I can actually contribute even more to a D and D session down the road or, um, yeah, I mean, just be more knowledgeable in this. So cool. That, that answer was perfect. So okay. thank you. Thank you very much. I actually have a follow up if you're okay. Sure. Um, so where did Mukas come from? Did you, is this a character that you've had in your mind for a while or is this someone that you created for the campaign and maybe even a, a kind of a, an attached question. Did you work with Russ for a while to build the character or did you kind of build it and just be like, here's my dude, Russ. Basically, uh, it was, I think it was three o'clock in the morning, Brett and I, or three, three, my time, but only one, his time. But, um, I, I, you know, he, he sent me a link to D and D beyond. And, uh, because I said, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Help me out. And so he's like, go here, create a character. And uh, which was, it, it was super simple. It, and it was, it was way easier than what I thought it was to actually create a character. But, um, and then as I was creating it, I was just typing in little details about a character. So to answer, the short answer is, I did create this character for the D&D campaign. I didn't have anything in mind. Um, and what I started doing was, is I started going back through your previous uh, vods of what I could recap on and just start piecing in, you know, not really tailoring it to the story, but um, piecing in stuff that I don't want to have the same thing as what you guys have. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to have something a little bit different that could bring some nuance to it. So, and what was the follow-up question? No, you, you answered it. Okay, alright. You're good. You're good. So, um, so, so Brett dragged you into D&D Beyond. Yeah. He is single-handedly responsible for whatever is about to happen. So, <laughs> no, I'm excited. I can't wait to get to know Mukosk better, both as a as a fellow player and also through Jayek, uh, because we all know Jayek's interactions are quite unique. So, yes, yes. Brett, what were you? Were you just airing out your armpits? Yeah, um, so I'm a mailman, so I've been outside working all day, so I'm sweaty as hell right now. <laughs> so I'm just like, <laughs> I have to turn all the fans off, so it's not picking up a mic microphone, and I'm just dying right now. Yeah. So if you see me just kind of randomly like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so I can so so feel a little better. I used to uh, work at a summer camp, and one of the kids would walk around kind of... With his arms out, you know how you know that stance that people like when they have like super well developed arms and their chest and everything, like their core is just like yeah, they walk and their arms are like out from their body. That's how this kid walked, but he was super thin. And one day I'm like, why do you walk like that? Like just honest question. And he's like, my pits are sweaty at all times. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Three years of wondering, and my answer left me satisfied. <laughs> my are sweaty. That's amazing. Um, so thank you, Craig. Genuinely, um, we're we're all excited to have you. When I heard that you were joining the campaign, I was like, yes. So I'm very excited. I um, I am as excited as well. So, so Matt, our next question is for you, my friend. Mm -hmm. And you kind of answered some of this already, but we'll ask it because it, it was asked. So sad wagons go slow. Where did that come from? Oh, um, I can't remember who said it earlier today, but Tenok is getting really, really good at talking to Jayag and translating <laughs> things to him. Um, and it's kind of funny because I've, I think I've, I've brought it up a little bit at work when we were talking, but um, it's almost like talking to Jayag is trying to explain like physics and things like that to like a four-year-old. Like you have to put it in like as easy and like personable as you possibly can so i i really think that's where it came from is just trying to be like i i can't really explain that if you push the wagon harder on the road that you're going to break it so why not 
make it sad, like attach emotion <laughs> to it that mm-hmm. that would be understood. So that's really where it came from. Yeah, because I noticed, like, even going back and thinking about it, when you called Jag off from the wagon, you're like, Jag, come here. And you, you yeah, didn't go like, into the whole, <laughs> you, you didn't even go into the whole, you broke the wagon, you need to be careful. You went right into, like, you hurt the wagon. Like, yeah. you didn't you didn't say, I don't think broke or break was in there at all. You used the word hurt mm-hmm. right off the bat. And so for me as a player, that was just, like, putting bird seed out and expecting the squirrel not to eat it all. Right. I've become Jag is the Jag. Yeah. I'm thinking about adding Jag to my list of languages on, on the 10 on server sheet. So follow up is to me, follow up question. And it's just his Waggerland question mark. What? <laughs> uh, yeah. So when, when I decided to name the wagon, because Tanakh had made it a person. I'm like, okay, so Jaig is going to need a name for it. That's just the way it is. And I started to think, well, who's Jaig's hat? The hat, the where hat trick comes from, actually, is our blood hunter, who's a player that has not been able to make our session. So he, the character is off. Um, those of you that have listened or have been paying attention or watching from the beginning you might remember Daggerland. Um, so he's he's MIA. The hat trick does not know where he is at the moment. Um, but Jaig loves Daggerland because Daggerland is the bearer of the hat to the point that he calls Daggerland hat or my hat to be specific. So I'm like, ooh, how can he honor? How can he honor that? And it, he says it in the campaign in the in the conversation. He's like Waggerland. So that's where Waggerland comes from. I hope you didn't worry too much about that. Um, no. But I do have a question for you, Nick, that's been on my mind for a bit. So Jag has this tendency to give the other members of Hattrick nicknames. You have Hat, you have Beard, mm-hmm. Sharp Tooth. Mm-hmm. I was actually kind of surprised that Shearsim never got a nickname. So here, I'll, I'll give you, I don't know if I want to answer this. <laughs> um, well, would you like to know what nickname I thought was coming up? Mm. Bones. Because he calls bones out of the air. That's okay. Okay. And see, now I can't call you bones, though. <laughs> well, no, because it's already been established, and I'm okay oh. with that. Just curiosity is driving me to ask this. Brett, you and I had a conversation about this once. Yes. Where there was, and I, I remember telling you there was a reason that Jag. I, I told you specifically, I'm like, if you've noticed, Cheerzim's the one person in the group at the moment that Jai doesn't have a name for. Do you remember what my answer was? Yeah, because you're going to kill him in his sleep. You weren't supposed to tell him that. You just asked me. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no honestly, do you remember? Oh, the guy's my backup characters. Right. What was that? <laughs> nothing. No, nothing at all. Everything's fine. Just don't listen back. You'll be fine. As a player, it initially started because or it initially didn't develop because i was trying to think of something overtly witty and i just ended up not coming up with anything overtly witty so it took a back shelf or a back seat and then we started to have that like back and forth that jag and shirzim have kind of become known for at least famous in our own circle for yes and part of me realized that okay so for jag there are two people in the group at the moment one started this way and one didn't start this way that explain things to him they're the ones that translate the world around him for him and he he knows that's his weakness he doesn't he doesn't pick up on things as fast necessarily specifically when it comes to interacting with other people and having a group like being part of a group and Shearsim was that right away. You'll remember for a while your catchphrase was pretty much "Someone else explain it to the turtle." <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, because you were Shearsim from day one was explaining things, answering those questions that you know, the, like the little kid that goes, "Why? Why?" Shearsim was the one that kept answering the "Why." Everyone else in the group was like, "Go away." And so Shearsim was someone that that was his link and his encyclopedia as it were so almost as a as a what developed into being like a point of honor 
he calls you by your name. Oh. And with Sharptooth or Tenok, well, he, he gave him the name almost right away because of the whole, like, he's a dragon. You know, he's a baby dragon. He doesn't have his wings, the poor thing. And then now slowly Tenok has become that other pillar, that other ground almost for Jaig that kind of interprets and explains the world to him. So he, he has a lot of respect for Tanak and Shirzim. No offense, Bastard. Oh, none taken. Which, <laughs> actually, I'm, I'm not sure if it was conscious or not, but um, I'm not sure if anybody else picked up on it, but I did, and I actually wanted to ask this question, and based off of that, is I can't remember if it was right after Sad Wagons Are Sad, or if it was when we were coming back and you were fixing the wagon, but I noticed that when, I think it was when you were fixing the wagon, because um, normally you would call Tenok Sharptooth, except for that moment when you said Tenok told me that I had made you sad. And I was like, hold on, what? Like, I didn't actually say Sharptooth for a second. I'm like, huh? So was that actually a conscious choice at that point because of what you were just saying about, like, the people who explain things? Or was that just that was That was my way of acknowledging Jayag, acknowledging, acknowledgeception, that you had become like an authoritative <laughs> figure to him. Okay, interesting. So I'm actually really glad you picked up on that. Yeah, I, well, I did, because for a second there, I was like, did he just slip and, and not say sharp tooth? But, okay, that's kind of cool. That was intentional. Then. That's fun. So, mm-hmm. uh, Brett, we have a question for you, my friend. Yes. What was the blessing that you wanted to bestow on the Ragnarok? Or had you not actually <laughs> thought of one? I had, I had not thought of one. <laughs> oh, that would have been interesting. Yeah. <laughs> So was that was that more Brett being playful or was that Behester being spiteful? That was, or do you not want to answer for character development reasons? No, I, I can answer that. That was that was one hundred percent Behestor, but when it so it's really weird how my brain works. But so like it clicked yes, in my yes. head what he was going to do, but it was me doing it. But when it clicked in my head what he wanted to do, Brett's side of the brain went. Ooh, fun! So, <laughs> I think that's a sign that the, the character is a good fit for you because I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I'm not sure if I would have had something or if it really, honestly, was just to make him bow to him. I don't know. <laughs> we would have found out in the next moment, but you know. I guess. It didn't <laughs> he turns into a. I might have had to roll a new character. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't know if you realize how dangerous that situation was. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) So, Russ, that's good that you piped up because this follow-up is for you. Uh Um, Lord Ragnarok, what's his story? Isn't Ragnarok part of Norse mythology? Are there more Norse gods in this world? Yeah, I, yeah well, I saw the movie. I don't remember him being in it. Yeah, Ragnarok, uh, to correct something here, Ragnarok isn't actually a person no, in no. Norse mythology. It's an event. It, it but... is an event. Uh, Ragnarok actually means twilight in Norse. Um, and so and the, the context in Norse is it's the twilight of the gods. It is the end of their day, the end of their brightness, right? Um so it was actually uh, one of one of somebody had brought up this idea of a twilight god, a uh, a a being who represented twilight, who also belonged to Freya, um, and so and so I I looked up because the Yot I mean obviously Jotnar that's that's Norse as well. Um, in fact, most of the things in this world are borrowed and twisted things of real world uh, anagrams. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a word. Analogies, or yeah, an anagram is when you rearrange the letters, isn't it? Yeah, it, they they have these real world representations that I've taken and used for my own nefarious uh, reasons. Um, I, I mean, like the Dawn Empire is very Romanesque. Um, I don't know if you guys have realized, but Mare Porta, it, it actually means seaport. Um, and I knew Mare isn't isn't Mare isn't that French for the sea? 
Uh, it's Latin. Latin. Latin? I think it's French, too. Because, uh, well, well, French comes from Latin, as does Spanish. Everything that, comes from Latin. Um, and so, so there, there, yes, Ragnarok is Norse. Um, in this world, he is the representation of Twilight. He, he is a fae that falls neither in the, the sunlight or the darkness. He kind of travels the way in between. Um, the way I've, the, the, he is a god of travelers, of exploration, of discovery. Um, and that can fall under good or bad things. He also houses a lot of secrets and stuff like that. And so he is returned. And so he, he is returned from many travels to his people. They are rejoicing that fact. And so when he saw a traveler approaching him, this kind of questionable being who he felt fit within his thing, who had approached him, who had given him a gift, he gave a gift in return. Mm -hmm. um, when Behesher asked him to bow, he is a, he is a prince of the Fae. He's a lord of the Fae. He, he bows to no man except for Freya. Except she's a woman, but that's by the point. Um, and so, so this, it was impertinent, but he kind of liked the impertinence a little bit. So instead of killing him or turning him into some kind of other being, just <laughs> his blessing that he had bestowed. Well, I like the. And what was that blessing again? Uh, he could move an additional five feet. That's right. That's right. As a god of travelers, being able to travel farther on a given uh, than he would normally, mm -hmm. it was a great blessing to him. Did it cross your mind to kill Chester? It did. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's a, he's a high loader. The Fae are notoriously mercurial. I mean, in, in this world, as well as in most other worlds, the Fae are mercurial. They delight in undiscovered things um, and they have this, well and especially the, the beings in this world, they are the Fae are this manifestation of Freya and the Fae Wilds and they're all about survival of the fittest mm -hmm. it is a wild world out there if you're impertinent you could die or they might take a liking to you and bestow you with a blessing or you know Whatever. You might die. You can die from a <laughs> You could be turned into a toadstool and see how that feels for a hundred years and then bestowed to your natural state. Or put to sleep or whatever. Well I got that. Well, I... So thank you. Thank you, Russ. Thank you. That's nice to, to get a glimpse into that. As soon as you said his name was Ragnarok, my interest was peaked and I'm glad to know somebody oh, yeah. else's was as well. Um, let's see, Clay, this next one's for you. Yes. All right. So were you slash Shearsim actually considering going back to the party? Or were you secretly I think... hoping, I think I'll add the second half, it's <laughs> not there. Or were you secretly hoping that like the group wouldn't let you go back? Hmm. Well, this, I think this might kind of go. I've been thinking about this this whole week, just because that was actually kind of a uh, an odd. Don't know if I want to say awkward, but it's kind of an odd situation for me to be in role playing, especially since this is like my first time actually going through a full campaign and actually fleshing out a character. I was like, you know, on one hand, he actually would really want to stay especially with the, the kind of company who is keeping when Behestra pulled him away <laughs> so I was like as a, as a player when he pulled you know when Behestra pulled him away and it was mentioned you still remember what went on you know part of it was you know for reasons that may come up later that's we're always hinting backstory here. He, you know, he actually would want to 
he actually would have wanted to stay. But then, because he's also, he's, you know, kind of fundamentally, you know, a good person, he also wanted to actually make sure that the group continued and actually succeeded in their their mission and everything. So I was like, okay, well, how do I play both? Mm -hmm. And I'm still kind of, like, torn on how well I did, but I'm just going to have to, like figure out how to roll with it further i thought it was fine yeah i thought you did great <clears throat> i love those moments that make you think with both brains at once like the brain of the character and then the brain of the player and it's like okay which one's gonna win out or which one's going to maybe like which one are you gonna force yourself to take a back seat with so those those are always the fun moments for me, at least. So I'm I'm glad to see that like that's that's coming into play with you specifically because you said, like you haven't done a campaign like this where it's just episodic where we're continuing the story over a long period of time and hopefully because we've been going for a while but hopefully we go yeah. for much longer because I know I'm not ready to say goodbye to Jag anytime soon. Um, so thank you, definitely. You're welcome. Uh, question for everybody. Did your worst fears flash... Flat. Okay, I thought I said flush. Flash through your mind when Jayag decided to start trying to repair the wagon. Absolutely. Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> I, was less, I was expecting you to break it. I was like... Fear. I was like, oh man. I was going to go through all the work of picking everyone up, carrying everyone out of the party, <laughs> talking them not to go in there, almost getting killed by a high lord, walk everyone back feeling super proud of myself, bro moment, high five, yeah guys, teamwork let. Oh. <laughs> it's all in fire, dude. Right, exactly. All right, it's, that back. Was... it's back to the hot elves we go. Bye bye, right, guys. Right, right. How did you make it in the <laughs> that, that was one of those like character brain versus player brain moments because player i'm like no no i'm gonna break it i'm going to break it and like no it's player but character like jag of course he's gonna try to fix it specifically after being told you know that he, he made the wagon sad so now he's got to try and fix it and repair the hurt and uh i was actually telling matt i think yesterday at work Russ, I thought that you were going to, like, even though my roles were high, I did not expect to succeed. I expected you to either make the, it not have any impact or worsen the wagon. So the fact that I succeeded, I was like, what? <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting it either. You rolled smoke <laughs> on your rolls, and I, I, I want to reward that. Like, because, one, you're playing to your character which is always, to me, the, I, I love to hear you guys talk about how, you know, this may not have been the decision that I wanted to do, but my character would have done it. And to me, it gives me, like, this giddy feeling. And, like, because you guys are involved in your characters, and that means that it's fun for you guys. I'm not just... I, because I want it to be. I build this world. I do these things because I want, I want you guys to love it and enjoy it and enjoy your characters and you guys do and it makes me it gives me this giddy giddiness inside that makes me all excited um and so i was not like you texted me and you were like cut back to me and i'm mm -hmm. like oh dear <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh crap um and you got down there and you're like i'm gonna try to fix the wagon with my rations and then I'm like uh, I, was I like, forget. I forget what I was looking through my inventory, and I'm like, "What three things could Jag look at and be like? I can use that to fix something." I I don't even remember the three things that I picked, but I know they didn't make too much sense. It was your rations, Jag. The torch. rations were the ones that didn't make the most sense. Oh yeah, your rations, your torch, and, um, and I think a trap kit. Yeah, there was a bear trap. I said <laughs> trap kit. And I just I could I couldn't believe. And you rolled smoking, and so as a DM, I'm like. You rolled really well. I want to reward the fact that you just rolled super well. Me not expecting because I set the DC super high, and I was not expecting. I was like, he's going to break this because 
it's Jiag. <laughs> <laughs> do you so, remember? Do you remember what you set it to? Because I don't think I rolled lower than a sixteen. I think I, I think I set it at like. I didn't set it super high. I think I set it at a fifteen because I didn't want you to break it. Mm-hmm. But then you roll. Then you roll like a natural twenty or something like that. Somewhere in there, you I thought, rolled something above a twenty, and I was like, "All right." One, yeah, one of one of them was above twenty. I think one was a synthetic twenty, and the other was a sixteen. I think I don't remember. I just remember like I didn't expect to fix it. I was like, "Oh, okay." I, I remember you rolling high enough that I was surprised, and because it was so high that I was surprised, I was like, "Okay, he's gonna fix it because." Mm-hmm. I can't believe he rolled that high. Um, I was nervous. I was so nervous. <laughs> and I wasn't expecting to have any skill in. And so, yeah, I was like, and I'm thinking, okay, they're going to break the wagon. Then what? Hey, what if I do this? And, you know, I was, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what, what are the branching scenarios that I need, that I need to plan for in case this wagon breaks? Um, can you fix it? And I was just, I was shocked. I was, I was literally it's like okay the dice have spoken right so thank you for not breaking Waggerland because that would have made Jaig withdraw for quite a while <laughs> literally and figuratively <laughs> um, so I think that's all the time we have for questions tonight however there is one more kind of a round table real quick um, each one of us kind of any final thoughts, any burning questions that you want answered from anyone here or something that you want to say, maybe you're looking forward to or want to know more about as a player or even a character that we can kind of leave off for the time being. May I go first? You may. Sure. We'll talk for this. I won't call on everyone. You can just say something if you want to. So Okay. Um, first, I would like to add an, add an addendum to my original question also that you had asked uh, about my origin. But um, I wanted to make it clear that I didn't want to discredit any help that I also re- had received from Russell. Because he did nudge me in, in a certain direction as far as some background story that, to help fit into this story. So at some point, I don't know how. But <laughs> there, there was some help, and I, and I do appreciate him also helping me with that, too. Um, but uh, as a beginning uh, player in this, um, going into the, the Elvish dance party, <laughs> I wanted to also say Elvish dance party, too. I don't know... I was very confused, actually, uh, as far as like because we we were told that we were aware that we were being taken over, and I'm sure that was probably fun for Russell to do that. That we were aware <laughs> to be taken over, but we didn't we couldn't do anything about it. So, I I've never had that experience before, and I I honestly did not know what to do as far as you know how to respond, how to react, or if I can even communicate my thoughts to other players too. So, um, because personally what was going through my, my head of the character was I just wanted to continue the task of find a place to stay, to sleep the night, to make sure that we get to a place of safety. Um, and obviously that was not happening. So that was interesting. I will say the least. And, uh, and, uh, I, you know, uh, I'm sure there'll be moments like that down the road, or maybe not. But uh, it, it was definitely interesting. I was I was not expecting that, but um, definitely had a fun fun time for the first first time around. So, Russ, you caused him to have an existential crisis. How do yeah. you feel about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> if I can cause all my players to have an existential crisis, I think I've accomplished my goal as a DM. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair enough. To to, to make you guys feel like your characters are feeling in the game because i'm assuming mukos would have felt a similar you know i'm being compelled to dance can i communicate can i do anything about this you know and so i don't know if i can make you guys feel that way i feel like i've done something right thanks yeah. you know, well i was <laughs> gonna say to craig 
is, and this is coming from somebody whose character keeps getting controlled by this or that. <laughs> <laughs> Take the that. best. The the best advice I can give you is just roll with it. Okay. Well, that's all I'll do then. <laughs> Not a dice. Right. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm dying to know more about, and this this you don't have to say anything. I just like. I'm dying to know more about what you whispered to your bow before mm. you shot at the displacer beast. Cause that I haven't had the opportunity as a player in character or yeah, I haven't had the opportunity as a character to address that. I don't even know if Jaig heard that. So I haven't even gone there yet, but as a player, I'm like, give me more. <laughs> so I look forward to it. Definitely. Cool. Uh, Matt, perhaps anything? I just can't wait to play again. I I, I have a <laughs> I, I know. have a terrible need for Dungeons and Dragons in my life, which is why when I joined the when Nick invited me to play, I was like, oh, I could play D and D again. Oh. <laughs> so it's like it doesn't even matter what happens. I just I just can't wait to play again on the weekend. I know every Sunday I'm like, is it Sunday yet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sunday yet, especially because oh. I haven't been able to play as a player in years. In mm. Years, I'd, all oh. my friends would always relegate me to DM, and I'm like, "Fuck, I just want to play a character." Like, please. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. Well, cool. That I believe is all the time we have for tonight, folks. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, if you're joining us after this event took takes place. Um, Congrats, because you inevitably have a flux capacitor. Um, however you came about that, you're epic. Um, Great so stuff. thank you, all of you guys, for joining us tonight. So we, again, are The Hat Trick. This is our show out of the hat. You might know some of our voices from other places. Uh, Craig, I know you mentioned your other podcast. Uh, do you uh, want to plug that real quick? Uh, sure, thank you. Um, I am also a co-host on the podcast. It's a uh, it's a podcast for uh, the clan that I'm a part of, which is Hoot Dog, and the podcast is called Hoot Dog Radio. And we focus mainly around Destiny of the Game, but gaming in general and uh, just general clan happenings. Uh, so, uh, but very video game centric on that. So, but thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a pleasure having you with us, Brett. Where have people heard you before? And me, coincidentally. Uh, so if you're at Safeway the other day in the third stall, you probably heard me. <laughs> Camping a foot underneath, underneath the partition. Like running a marathon. Uh, no, I was uh, singing for it to come out. <laughs> leave, leave my body. <laughs> the acoustics are just really good in there. Safeway has an excellent time. This episode of Out of the Hat brought to you by Safeway. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so where you probably heard my voice before is our other podcast, which is the same Twitch and feed you'll find this, which is just some Guardians. Um, so this show is on Wednesdays, and you'll find our regular one on Thursdays covering Destiny and then other games and other nerdy, nerdy-esque things as well. Um, I'm also on the Twitters and Twitch at Elmer Fudd Games, a double M, double D. Double D. I think that's it. Craig, where can where can people find you other other places online? We weren't quite there yet, Brent. Whatever. <laughs> you asked where they heard my voice. <laughs> uh, you can answer. find me on Twitter at Gunbay One Zero One, and uh, the uh, the Twitter handle for Who Dog Radio is at Who Dog Radio. Mm. Uh, Matt and Clay, you two are not social media. Yes. People, as I understand, correct? Yeah, no. Discord. We are all found uh, in the Discord. Yes. So if you're at the in the Just Some Guardians Discord, uh, you can find all of us there. We'd be more than happy to chat with you. Um, I'm on the Twitters at He Who Fights. Um, otherwise, you can join us this coming Sunday at twitch.tv slash Games. Double M, double D. Starting uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time for our D&D session, where we will continue the exploits of the hat trick as they traverse the road in the newly repaired Waggerland. So, <laughs> Otherwise, you can find us on Twitter at JSGCast. 
Um, and if you have any questions about the D&D campaign, please feel free to tweet out JSGCast or myself at he who Fights. Um, use the hashtag out of the hat if you have a question that you want featured on the show itself. Otherwise, we'll be here next week. Same time, same place. Love you, sweet cheeks. Anyone have anything else? Final thoughts? No? Yep. Hashtag sad, sad wagons go slow. Hashtag sad wagons <laughs> go slow. Make it a bumper sticker. Yeah. It needs to be a shirt. Looks like a torch. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably run. We should probably run. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.